0: What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Gold Diggers podcast on the Gold Standard Podcast Network. I'm Rob Stats guerrera She's Michelle Majuk. What's up, Michelle?
1: Hey, hey. Uh, just like head deep. Is that the right phrasing in the NFL combine right now? There's, you know how boring yesterday was? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, Come on. I,
1: I was going to try to spit it in a positive way, but like... I don't care about defensive tackles and like the linebacker class is kind of like super lame. So, uh, yeah, it's like, I just, it's hard to get into the combine until it's quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs. Like, yeah, that's fun. That's exciting. But like these other positions, I don't care about today. We get kickers and special teamers. How fun is that?
0: Woo! kickers baby hey you know what the Niners have been scouting kicker because they may need to draft one uh I and mean Robbie one...
1: Gold is like what turning 65 this year
0: <laughs> one of the few positions that'll be available by the time the Niners actually pick in the draft um before we get rolling please like and subscribe to the YouTube page if you haven't done so already and rate review and follow the Gold Standard Podcast Network for those that don't know Michelle is a researcher for NFL Network so you have been you said head deep. I'll go neck deep because that's okay, a little that's easier the, to I understand. Think
1: that's the, I think that's the phrasing.
0: <laughs> you are into the combine. So what does that mean? Like, what are you actually doing right now?
1: Oh, you know, just, we try to make the combine a little bit more interesting for those that are watching it. So if you're watching it and NFL network, we're in the background giving some storylines, some comparisons. So, you know, everyone's just compared to Aaron Donald, if you're a defensive tackle, (laughs) no, but we, we try to make them reasonable and and compare them. But, you know, you try to give them good comparisons. You don't want to be like, Hey, this guy's the next Javon Kinlaw.
0: (laughs) that's just mean too soon, <laughs> Michelle too soon. Um, so, okay. The big news coming out of the combine was I saw there was a defensive tackle that ran just a ridiculously fast 40 yard dash.
1: Yeah. He, he was a speedster. Um, the Kalijah can there from Pittsburgh. So of course he's going to get the comparison to Aaron Donald because they're both Pittsburgh guys they are both smaller size defensive tackles. Now don't get excited. He is never making it to even close to a 49ers pick he'll be a first rounder for sure especially after this combine I I expect him to go in the first round so you won't you won't see him but you might play against him which probably will not be fun can you imagine if someone in the division gets can and he ends up being like no one's going to be the next Aaron Donald but if he ends up being even slightly remotely like Aaron Donald then you have to now face that when you're finally about to get rid of Aaron Donald finally
0: you know what? That's fine, because the Niners have done a damn good job against Aaron Donald most of the time, which is kind of crazy to say, but it's amazing how they've sort of been able to neutralize that. I feel bad for everybody else, but um, yeah, so okay. It is frustrating watching the combine, though, because we don't—the Niners probably have to wait a hundred, literally 100 picks before they draft. So that's kind of sad. But I did hear that this draft is deep in tight ends. And I'm very interested in that one because tight ends are kind of like a sexy position. You know, they're like wide receivers, essentially, a lot of them. So, like, that's always fun. The Niners desperately need a backup tight end. And I think they're going to need a starting tight end sooner rather than later because I don't think George Kittle is finishing his contract with the Niners.
1: Yeah. The disappointing part here is that the tight end position is like really good this year for the draft, but it's because of the top three guys. There's like top three guys that are going to go pretty early. They could actually all go in the first round. Now, not everyone's dying to grab a tight end in the first. So maybe one of these guys slipped the second, but you know, Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer, Luke Musgrave, they're all going to be long gone before the 49ers make a pick. I do think possibly the fourth tight end here, Sam Laporta could make it into the third round. I don't know if he'll make it all the way to the late third, but it's possible. He's an Iowa product. You know, we love our Iowa tight end boys.
0: Yeah, we do Now
1: It would be kind of funny if like he was coming in to try to take George Kittle's job, but they could work together. They could both be really good. He is actually kind of like a George Kittle prospect where he's like a tackle breaking machine. He's great after the catch. He has amazing speed. No, where he differs a little bit is he has some dropsies issues. Not the best hands in the world. Uh, but you can fix that. Maybe get on
0: the jugs machine, son. I'm here yeah. for it.
1: But that's the that's the tight end I would be looking there in the third round. But all those top, top guys will be long gone.
0: But the Niners can move up. They're gonna have picks. Um if they really want to move up to take a guy. Now I don't know if they're gonna move up to take their backup tight end, but they can maneuver a little bit if they want to. So I'm hoping that they do. Like they well, you
1: want a, them to get rid of George Kittle for whatever reason.
0: I wouldn't be upset. Obs- I think you can you can live without George Kittle. Hell, before Brock Purdy took over, they were essentially living without George Kittle anyway, because they never threw him the damn ball. Um, but I hope they do something. Last year they didn't make a single trade. That's kind of just like <gasps> I don't know. It's more fun when you see like
1: Yeah, but it's also more fun when clock. you have your players during the season. So you you believe that Brandon Ayuk is more important to the offense than George Kittle?
0: Yes, and more important to I the don't. offense than Debo Samuel.
1: I don't think so. I, I think both of those statements are false.
0: I think if George Kittle was off the team next year, they would be worse. Not that much worse. I really don't think so.
1: I think he's the most important part to the what? Yes. Why? I Well, A he's just freaking unstoppable when you get the ball in his hands. And I understand that Kyle Shanahan is annoying and doesn't always utilize him when he should, but he is just that difference maker in the offense. When you finally do get the ball in his hands and he is an insanely good uh, blocker. So I do think you would notice his, if he wasn't on the field for the whole season, it would really hurt the team in the long run.
0: I don't think so. I think you could get a, a good blocking tight end and yeah, you'd miss a little receiving wise, but I think they'd be just fine. Other teams I don't seem. Know.
1: I, no, I know. I just think you're so wrong. Yeah. I think he's a whole part of this offense where defenses have to completely focus on like, this is a real threat and we have to focus on stopping George Kittle. And if he's not there, then they could just go put more focus on Brandon Ayuk or Devo Samuel. And I think that like the, what we're seeing from Ayuk in the red zone this year, maybe it's not, it's not that if they don't have George Kittle to worry about.
0: I'm not saying George Kittle's not good. He is good. I'm just saying every other team in the league. But you, okay, so Bowl... during
1: the season, you were trying to say that George Kittle's just as good as Travis Kelsey, right? Which I'm fine with saying because no, I think if I you... said
0: Kelsey's better.
1: No, you said that when they had to go against each other, you were like, people aren't giving George Kittle enough credit. Like he could, if you put George Kittle on the chiefs, he'd be just as good as Kelsey.
0: Oh yeah. That I believe.
1: So, but if the Chiefs got rid of Kelsey, that would be incredibly dumb. Yeah, and well, they have they would nobody be much else. Worse off.
0: They have nobody else in Kansas. Even City. if you
1: add a bunch of wide receivers, getting rid of Travis Kelsey would never be a good idea.
0: No, I didn't say that. I'm, we're, oh man, I feel like we're off the rails here. <laughs> Look, Sorry. kiddo's a good player. But do I think he's essential to the 49ers? No. Every team that's ever won a Super Bowl has done it without George Kittle. So I feel like we'd be okay.
1: And every team who's won a Super Bowl has done it without Brandon Ayuk, who you desperately don't want to trade, even though you probably can't pay him next year.
0: Well, that's why I don't think Debo is long for this team. That's why I think one of those guys, Kittle or Debo.
1: But you're paying Debo no matter what.
0: Yeah, but you can take the dead cap hit and move on and you could schedule it so that, <laughs> that Brandon Ayuk.
1: Because
0: you could schedule it so Ayuk's cap number doesn't kick in until after you pay the dead cap to Debo.
1: Why would you pay Debo to not play when he's such a good weapon?
0: He's not he had two receiving touchdowns last year. Two. I mean, what are we talking about here? Didn't with Brandon Ayuk the
1: year before that have like nothing?
0: Yeah, but Debo is wildly inconsistent.
1: I think Ayuk is too. I think you can much easierly, easierly, <laughs> <What>? easily, <laughs> much easily, much more oh my, easily. Yes, thank you. Much more easily replace Brandon Ayuk than you could George Kittle. So if I had to trade one this year, it's definitely Ayuk because you can get a high draft pick for him, and you're probably not going to be able to resign him anyways. We are not going to agree here. I think they need to trade Ayuk this season. Why?
0: This Ayuk is good. He's I'm never not saying, hurt. I he love stays him. on the field. Debo and Kittle are always hurt. Always.
1: Yeah, they are.
0: So how are they going to help gonna the that. team from the training room, Michelle? I want a guy that's on the field. Ayuk is a stud.
1: I mean, they would get something else for Ayuk. Just like they would
0: get something for Debo or Kittle.
1: Yeah, my guess. But you're going to have to pay him. So I, if you're going to have to pay him, I'd rather just them be on the team. And I think you cannot trade George Kittle. He's too important, especially he's to Trey not. Lance's development. You could Trey, not trade He's him.
0: never played with. He has one game with Trey Lance.
1: Exactly. He needs more. Let's get into the Trey Lance thing because apparently okay. I side with Levin and that's I not, know. that's not I, usual.
0: I don't know what to do with my hands. Like what, what is happening here? So I listened to John Lynch and I thought, damn, if they could choose, they would choose Brock Purdy. It's pretty clear to me. But you and Levin heard the same exact comments and you both think that Lynch is sort of, um, I don't know, greasing the skids here to prepare everybody for Trey Lance.
1: I mean, yeah, he's like, so Lance just needs time on the field and he's going to be great. He's going to be exactly what we thought he was. He just needs more reps. Well, they were saying that a little bit ago. It was Brock, Brock, Brock. We, it, Brock's our guy. Brock's our dude. And then all of a sudden he can't have surgery when he was supposed to, Mm -hmm. and he still has swelling. And we still have no idea when the hell he's going to actually be able to have surgery. And it seems like at this point, they're like, I personally also agree. Like how in the world is Brock Purdy going to be ready for the season, to start week one. So I feel like they also agree. And they're thinking, okay, Trey Lance is going to have to be our dude. At least in week one, we need to get the fan base ready for this. And we need. Like, I personally think I agree with John Lynch, Trey Lance just needs reps and he could be very good and he could be everything we expect, but I think this is him like kind of talking him up and talking up the fan base right now being like, we'll be okay. If Trey Lance has to start the year. And I don't think Trey Lance can just start the first couple of games. And then you turn back over the Brock as soon as he's ready. Like John Lynch said it, he needs reps.
0: That's the weird thing. If you think that Trey Lance is is going to develop all he needs is reps, then you should never start Brock Purdy over him because you took Trey third overall. You traded all that to get Trey. So you must think that this guy is going to be, you know, one of the top five, 10 quarterbacks in the league get based on what you gave up to get him. So then you should never bench that guy for Brock Purdy, even though Brock played well, like, so that's I why- guess
1: if you get to the middle of the season though. And Trey Lance is just sucking it up and Brock is hundred percent healthy, ready to go. Like there's no limitations. I think at that point you could lose the locker room. If you have a guy like Brock Purdy sitting there, like we won with him last year, let's try it out. But I don't think it could just be one or two games with Lance though. And you're just like holding out the last couple weeks where Brock needs to get fully healthy because he had a surgery later. Like, It's either half a season for Trey Lance and you see what he has and hopefully he can show something or you gotta go trade for Kirk Cousins. So this is, (laughs) this is my statement right here. Oh no. This is what I truly believe. There will be one of two quarterbacks starting in week one. It's going to be either Trey Lance or it's going to be Kirk Cousins. And I don't think there's any that it's either one of those two. I don't think Brock Purdy is going to be ready in time. And I don't think you just sign a vet and they beat out Trey Lance. Like, I don't think Jacoby Brissett comes in and you start him over. That would be so weird to me. So it's Trey Lance or they trade for Kirk cousins. And those are the two options. That's it.
0: Oh, Kirky. He's never off the table. Like just, he's never off a table. It It seems like like
1: the Vikings are ready. They would do a trade if they got offered one. And we know Kyle Shanahan loves him. And I think Kirk cousins in this offense would be pretty exciting.
0: Oh yeah. I think so too. Like he puts up 30 touchdowns a year. Without the offer Brandon Ayuk with have. Kirk
1: Cousins would be amazing. Yeah, and I that's agree. where I think Brandon Ayuk would be more valuable than Debo. With Kirk Cousins, Ayuk would be more valuable than Debo. Uh I still think uh George Kittle is the most valuable, valuable guy there, but yeah, you couldn't trade away Ayuk at that point.
0: It, I mean Kirk and I Ayuk think, would be amazing. I think Kyle believes that too. I think he's like, if I had this guy. Cause he would do everything exactly the way I want it done. And that's really all Kyle wants out of his quarterback. Just do what I tell you to do when I tell you to do it and we'll be fine. And that is the definition of Kirk cousins. He won't do any more. He won't do any less. He's it's, it's like that old line with a fullback. If you need two yards, I'll get you three. If you need four yards, I'll get you three.
1: Well, yeah, we saw that at the end of the Viking season, right? they needed to get the first down and fourth down. He threw it like four yards away. (laughs) I mean, nobody was open. I'll give him that, but at least you got to try for the pass interference call or something. And he just threw it four yards and ended the game.
0: So I talked to you about the 49ers and I've talked to you about how I like that you're outside the bubble. Although I do fear like you, you are slowly becoming (laughs) inside the bubble, but you are not, or you were not a 49ers fan when you started uh, with me and A lot of the talk this week has been about this S2 cognitive test score. Matt barrels wrote an article about it. It was all about Brock Purdy, how he scored in the mid nineties, how it was so elite, how it was incredible, blah, blah, blah. In the article, it said Trey Lance scored well, but not as what not in the Brock Purdy range, I believe was the exact quote. Come to find out, thanks to an interview from Marco Martinez with the same person that Matt Barrows talked to Trey Lance did score in the elite range and he was closer to Brock than he was the cutoff for that elite range. I don't know why that wasn't in the article. I'm going to talk with Matt Barrows and ask him that exact question to get to the bottom of this. But I think it was really weird that it wasn't represented that way. And I think it's really encouraging that Trey Lance scored really well on this test.
1: Yeah. It would maybe make some sense if Brock Purdy ended the year and he was healthy and, you know, we knew he was the quarterback one and you're just having an article about Brock Purdy and how intelligent he is and how excited you are for him next year and how much, you know, he does have a ceiling because of how smart he is, Whatever, blah, 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 blah. But we know that's not the case, right? We know there's now a serious quarterback competition because Brock Purdy is injured. We don't know if he's going to be healthy and Trey Lance is there and he should be healthy. And he is very likely the quarterback one going into the season at this point. So at that point, that's when it doesn't make sense to then bring up how well Trey Lance also did on the test. I mean, smart is smart, right? Like, yeah, you may have scored a little bit higher than me, but if you're both capable of being extremely intelligent, then does it really matter that there's a little difference? So yeah, I don't, I don't know why Trey Lance wasn't brought up that he also scored an elite score on this test.
0: It's very, very strange. The, the takeaway should be like, yay, the 49ers have two really smart quarterbacks. But it just, again, it's like now it's a Trey versus Brock once again. Why don't when, we get
1: their scores? I'm confused.
0: Because they have to agree to have them released. Um, Joe Why Burrow, would Trey
1: Lance want it released if it was super great?
0: I don't know. And Brock Purdy's score, his actual score wasn't released they said mid nineties. So, I mean, 95 is that's mid nineties. So I'm going to assume it's 95. Um, but yeah, that's, they're, they're always like super secretive about this stuff. Like Joe Burrow released his score. Why? Cause he got a 97. Like, why yeah. wouldn't he want that? But out that's there? why
1: I'm confused why Purdy and Lance wouldn't release it.
0: I don't know. It's, it's very strange. And I don't know. Cause they, uh, this company S2 doesn't work with the 49ers. So maybe they took this test. Coming into the draft, I assume before they were drafted. But again, like it's really good, so why wouldn't you want that out there? There were articles before the draft, or or I should say after Lance was drafted, that all his like psychological testing was very very good. But they didn't mention the S two test by name, and they didn't mention any sort of specific score. But um, I'm super happy about it because if all that stuff is true, then what John Lynch said is correct. All he does need is the reps.
1: I would just love to just have all the scores. Like, I want to know what Patrick Mahomes score is. I want to know what Josh Allen score is. I want to yep. know if it actually matters all that much. Like, I'm sure you can't score miserably, but like, if you are just the middle of the pack, is that okay? Like I got uh, a middle of the pack, what's SAT score and I'm doing all right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a terrible score. I didn't get a great score. Uh, middle of the pack. I mean, I don't know how to pronounce a lot of words like you heard earlier with easily or, or whatever. I well, that to was say. just
0: speaking in general that you seem to have difficulty with.
1: Yeah. So maybe that's my issue. Yeah. Maybe I'm not, maybe I should have tried harder. Yeah, my okay. wife
0: got a perfect verbal score on the SATs. Oh man. Very intimidating.
1: I was very good at math. Not good I was at the whole writing. terrible at math.
0: But anyway, God, I haven't even thought about my SAT score in like 15 years. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, okay. Let's get to another topic that, you and I were arguing about, and this is also Levin's fault, uh, on our podcast, Twitter handle at GS podcast, Levin posted a poll and I thought it was pretty simple, but you and I disagreed. And the poll was, which, se- which season did you enjoy more 2022 or 2019? 58% of the people said they enjoyed 2022 more than 2019, which is kind of surprising because the Niners got to the Super Bowl in 2019.
1: And I would say 2019 would be the winner here. A, a he didn't even put my favorite season, which was 2021. That's crazy to me. Why I it- think 2021 was so much better than 2022. Now to be fair, I did not start this podcast with you in 2019, so I wasn't a 49ers mm-hmm. fan. Yeah. Can I get off topic here for a second about me not being in the bubble? Yes. Um so I used to absolutely despise the 49ers with everything in my being. Did you know this? What?
0: In How college, are you just telling me this now? In
1: college, I would only care if the Steelers won and if the 49ers lost. <laughs> <laughs> like that was pretty much it. Why? Uh, because my best friend's boyfriend, they're now husband and wife. And I, I do love him dearly, but he was a 49ers fan. And during college, we didn't get along all that well. Like we just butted heads and he hated the Steelers with a passion. So because he hated the Steelers with a passion, I then hated the 49ers with a passion. And just just like I don't even think I can explain how much I wanted them to lose. When <laughs> 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 they were in the Super Bowl against the Ravens, I mean my my Steelers' biggest rival, the Ravens, I actually was rooting what? for the Ravens no. to the 49ers. Yep. In 2012, I think it was what, that
0: must've been a roller coaster for you. Cause the Ravens yeah. got up big and you're sitting pretty. And then all of a sudden the lights go out and here come the Niners. And then you were sweating it out at the end.
1: I didn't really know who I wanted to win, but at the end I was happy the 49ers didn't win. So yeah, I, I hated them for a really long time. And then, you know, college was over and I, you know, I, I grew to, we grew better friends and I, I love him. So I kind of got over the whole 49ers hate, but I, didn't root or go against them for a long time. And then I started this podcast with you and now I'm obsessed with them, but it's so weird that at one time I absolutely hated them. And now I'm obsessed with them. Kind of weird.
0: I don't know if that puts you further inside the bubble or further outside the bubble, but it is interesting. I'm glad you've come around. I'll say that. But to get back to this poll, how can you pick uh, first of all, I hate you. Are you one of those people that goes off menu when you go out to a restaurant? Like the choices were 2019 and 2022 and you went to 2021.
1: Listen, if I have to go off menu and I see oh, a couple of things that go well God. together, I I will. But also, I wasn't around for 2019, really. I didn't really care if the 49ers won or lost. Right. I was rooting for them to beat the Chiefs just because the Chiefs, I like rooting for underdogs. So that was easy. But 2021 was just a better season than 2022 and I just don't I don't see how anyone would disagree with that the ending was so much better I think they had a better opportunity to win the Super Bowl as well last year to tart just is the worst safety of all time and ruined it for us (laughs) like I will never forgive that man for
0: no you won't.
1: They would have won the Super Bowl if he does not drop that interception. I truly believe it. But that was such a better ending to the season where it was an exciting game and like you were in it and you were really good instead of like the ending this year where it was just like, okay, well, why am I even watching this game? This is pointless.
0: Well, but I will say the ending in 2022, it almost felt like we didn't even lose because it's like, but you did was lose. Miserably. A, it was such a fluky random thing. It was, in a way, it was easier to kind of get over. It felt
1: like the season was pointless. Like, it it made it where the season was absolutely pointless.
0: It was harder in the moment, but now looking back, I'm just like, yeah, like, they kind of got screwed. It was nobody's fault, like... I don't know. It, it's weird. So I could see why people would pick 2022, even though they didn't go to the Super Bowl.
1: The 2021 postseason was so much fun. Them going in to Green Bay, freezing cold weather, absurd. the number one seed, and beating them when they were big underdogs. Like that was so much fun. This, this, what? This postseason, they beat the Seahawks. Yeah, sure. They that beat the fun. Cowboys. Nobody was really like, yeah, they're supposed to be the Cowboys. Like, it just, you didn't have that huge game. And then you had the Rams and it was such a good game and they should have won. And it was such a fun postseason. And then this postseason was just like, nah, yeah, that was 2019
0: pointless. though. Don't forget 2019. See, so like they trade for Jimmy and he goes on that run at the end of 2017 and you're like, yes, we got our quarterback now. Like, here we go. We we're going to kick everybody's ass. And then he gets hurt in 2020 in week three or I'm sorry, in 2018 in week three. And we don't get to see him. So then we had to wait for that whole year. It's almost kind of like a Trey Lance situation now, right? We're still waiting for Lance. But then in 2019, it's like, okay, Jimmy's back. Now we're going to make this run. And then they start doing it. They come out of the gate and they're on fire. They're just beating everybody. And you have this element of like, are we are we really doing this? And they just keep winning and winning. And don't forget, they got the number one seed on the last play of the last Game in the regular season because they stopped the Seahawks in Seattle an inch away from the touchdown. Like that is so satisfying. Then they go into the playoffs, they destroy the Minnesota Vikings, they destroy the Green Bay Packers. Jimmy Garoppolo throws eight passes in the entire game, and they're in the Super Bowl. And you're like, holy hell, like we are doing this now. The Super Bowl, we all know how it ended but there was this ride in 2019. Cause you were, you had to wait so long to see Garoppolo and all of that.
1: Yeah. So I, I would agree. 2019 was more fun than 2022. I just, so how did 2022 win the poll? What was so great about 2022? It was, you know, the begin the first half of the season was meh. And then, yeah, Brock Purdy comes along and that was all fun. Like that was super fun. I, I won't lie, but there was still, I don't know. There was a lot of blowouts, which is a, good thing like for the 49ers but there was a 10 game winning streak in there know, but it was not (laughs) nothing like oh my god this was such an amazing game like I don't know I just didn't remember the 2022 season being all that exciting it was they had a very good season but it wasn't like at the edge of your seat oh my god this is crazy what is happening like I don't know I could see that in 2019 it definitely happened in 2021 I don't know 2022 is just meh to me
0: I'm, I'm surprised to hear you like, it was such a roller coaster. It You're was like, just the, right. end,
1: the ending ruined. It. It's like how I met your mother, a great comedy show. Like what are the, what are the best? Like really they were one of the best. And then that last season was just absolutely the worst. And that last episode ruined it. Just what was the point of the entire series? They ruined the entire series by that last episode. <laughs> Cause what was the important, what was the point? What was the point of telling me how you met my mother when she was in it for 0.5 seconds and died?
0: Spoiler alert.
1: Jeez. Well, I mean, the, the series has been out now forever. If you haven't watched it, that's your own
0: fault. I haven't watched it, but uh, I just...
1: My dog is equally upset. At- How I can hear soon, that, yeah. As soon as I brought it up, she's like, yeah, show freaking sucks. <laughs> no, I actually, I do really like the show, and I can watch it. It took me a long time to be able to go back and watch it because it, the last episode really ruined it, but that's what I feel like for the season. Yes, it could have been amazing, but the last game was completely and utterly Pointless. It was just such a stupid way to end the season. And I don't know how anyone can be like, yes, that was an enjoyable season.
0: I mean, because you thought the season was dead multiple times. And they, like, no matter what happened, they just kept winning. Trey goes down. Jimmy comes in. He gets his footing. He starts winning. He goes down. And Brock comes in. And, like, Brock isn't just like, hey, guys, I'm here to, to you know. <laughs> He's like that in the press conferences, but in the games, he's chucking it around and he's he's, you know, do, given the high stepping as he's scrambling out of bounds. And he's like, you know, he's a dog out there on the field. So you're like, wait, not only is our season not dead. Now we got a guy that's like, you know, kind of like Baker Mayfield out there a little bit. You know, he's giving it to the other team. I, I kind of liked it. I think the team liked it. I liked
1: watching Brock. He was fun. He was fun. But there was also that extreme disappointment right away in the season with Trey Lance going down and Jimmy was- Garoppolo with his massive smile out there, so <laughs> pumped that his teammate got severely injured. I don't know. There's a lot of parts of the season that were very disappointing. The Brock whole, you know, that that five game stretch in the right. Yes, that was a blast. And the first couple games in the postseason, it was really cool that Brock was out there winning games and the team showed up. It's just it doesn't compare to me to 2021.
0: I can see your argument, but I don't know. To me, you have to agree 29- the
1: 2021 postseason was a hundred times better than 20. 2020.
0: 2021 postseason was insane. Yeah, like just ridiculous. This
1: is why I don't understand how any 49ers fans can even slightly like Tart even slightly <laughs> say that he should have came back. He's not even in the NFL anymore because he was the worst starting safety in the league, and he's not even on a team, and he lost the super bowl for the 49ers I mean, and I will never forgive that man. Sure. There's
0: 10 minutes left in the NFC championship when he dropped the interception, but sure at all, but Gary, uh, no,
1: the, sure. the 49ers would have won if he just caught it.
0: And now the 49ers are going to have to replace the other safety in that game, Jimmy Ward, cause he's probably not going to be back. It seems like they're visiting with a lot of tight ends and safeties at the combine. So we'll see uh, who that replacement is They performed
1: today on Friday. So keep a lookout for those guys.
0: There you go. That's gonna do it for this edition of the show. Again, rate review, follow the gold standard podcast network. Like and subscribe to the YouTube page, youtube.com slash at stats on fire. If you want more, Michelle in your life, check out the ball blast football podcast. You will absolutely enjoy it. Um, when are you gonna have me on, Michelle?
1: Yeah, we gotta do that soon. We're changing up our format. So it's gonna be more oh. conversational. It's gonna be mm. video, it's gonna be a great time. It's just gonna be Kate and I, so two women talking football. It'll be we'll give you all the All the information you need if you enjoy listening to me. And we will have stats on for sure. But you're going to have to talk some fantasy football. Are you ready to do that? Because uh, your record in fantasy this year was pretty brutal.
0: I did not have a good fantasy year. But in the back here, my trophy for fantasy baseball, two championships in three years, baby. We don't talk
1: baseball in the podcast. That is frowned upon.
0: All right. Well, we'll talk some football. but uh, Anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you next
1: time. Bye, y'all.